You're listening to DA Rockstar's podcast, a podcast for dental assistants. I'm your host, Rhonda Holman. I've been a dental assistant for 20 years and I've learned a thing or two along the way. And here's what I've learned. We have to band together to share our pearls so that we can all grow and achieve rockstar status. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode. This week we got to sit down with Dr. Robert Pick. He is in the world trying to help dentists understand what it takes to be a great team leader. And as we all know as dental assistants, the motivation sometimes needs to come from the top. And to know that people like Dr. Pick are out there trying to educate our dentists and show them what it takes to truly lead a team and manage a small practice appropriately and understanding personalities. It's its pretty spectacular. I think you guys are really going to enjoy the show. So without further ado, Dr. Pick. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the show. I want to introduce you to Dr. Robert Pick. If you guys don't, I know who he is, but, but what if there's some of our listeners out there that don't know who Dr. Robert Pick is? Dr. Robert Pick, would you please introduce yourself to our listeners? Absolutely. I'm very flattered to be here. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm never sure what to say, except that I'm always very flattered when I'm interviewed. Um, I'm not sure how much detail you want me to go into, but I'm a practicing periodontist here in the Chicago area. Um, I also teach part-time, it, uh, even though our dental school closed in 2001, now not right. But I teach at Northwestern. I'm involved in our medical school and our hospital staff. And academics has always been important to me. I've always taught a day a week. And um, uh, so I'm full-time private practice. But uh, um, I also um, lecture quite a bit today on practice management and something I call ethical practice management. Uh, to give you a little bit of interesting background without boring you, in 1984, uh, when I know some of you were not born yet, when my hair was jet black and I had a funny mustache, my team at Northwestern uh, literally pioneered lasers in dentistry. Uh, I always pinch myself. Every time somebody picks up a laser, there's a laser meeting It comes back to that fateful day in spring of uh, 1984. And uh, so it thrust me on an international lecture circuit. Um, I left lasers a long time ago for ethical reasons. Um, My dear friend Linda Miles predicted that I would end up in practice management about 10 years ago. I told her she was nuts. She was spot on. I'm not sure how much, uh, you know, you want me to say I'm an official American Dental Association spokesperson for dental implants and, uh, interestingly enough, ethics. Um, I'm always very flattered. Uh, I was doing an interview the other day in the office and the reporter about died laughing uh, because I've been on, you know, I hope this doesn't come out wrong, CBS, NBC, CNN, Fox, usual stuff, and the National Enquirer. And um, she saw it framed on the wall. And it's very funny. I was below Oprah, who was on there for some diet. And I'm in there for pioneering laser. So uh, never thought I'd be in the National Enquirer. But uh, so 
you know, there's a lot more stuff. I'm a fellow in the American National College of Dentists and uh, but one well, the Northwest University of Merritt Award, but that's not important. Um, I'm here to, to be interviewed and talk to you about things that are very important to me, which is team, period. And I can't say that word enough, mm-hmm. team. Yeah, so if you guys have seen some of the work that Dr. Pick is doing, you'll know that the way he values the team as far as a cohesive unit and, and motivating every single person in that team for the greater good of the practice. And I know a lot of our dental assistants are bringing a lot of motivation and, and they're ready to grow. And then they walk into their practice and their dentist, unfortunately, might think of it as a nine to five job. They have no desire to up the status quo. And, and I know a lot of our dental assistants are struggling with that because they know that they can be delegated to, that they have this passion and drive to continue to learn, but maybe facing some of these qualities. And my favorite part about you is that you are out there trying to motivate other dentists to see the value in, in, in motivating and investing in your team so that the greater good of the practice and the people that, you know, the people that work with you constantly have, you know, positive reinforcement they, they realize that they are valued. They, they see it so that everybody can love their baby as much as the dentist does, right? I mean, that's uh, at the end of the day, that's continuity. That's uh, career growth. That's happiness all around. I mean, because happy workers are productive workers. <laughs> and, uh, and, and Dr. Pick, I just want to, I really want you to just explain to our listeners what it is that you do as the business owner, as the dentist in the practice that sets you apart from the rest? It's a great question. And um, we'll be here till midnight, but that's okay. And, <laughs> but that's how important it is to me. And to begin, one of, it's one of my pet peeves, whenever I'm consulting with an office or helping an office, 98% of the time on the website, I see the word staff. I hate that. Uh, staff reminds me of a staff infection. Uh, and I always tell them, change it to team. They're your team members. And as a team, you can do more. You know, there's the old, you know, uh, thing. D- together, everybody achieves more. And it's very, very true. And a lot of it also depends, interestingly enough, on the team leader. And there's a word, leadership. And... Um, Matter of fact, I write a monthly article for Dentist Money Digest. And as of recent, Ray Flatter Dentistry Today has me writing a monthly article. The leadership is going to be one of the articles that's going to come out. And like it or not, some dental CEOs, because you need to be the CEO of your business, you wear two hats all the time, clinical hat, business hat. The clinical hat has to be worn first. I talk about that all the time. Uh, You have to do what's right for the patient. Ethical dentistry, uh, you get the idea. It's not the topic here. But you have a business hat on, you're running a business. And some people are naturally going to be better at leadership. And I'm going to go out for a second and come back. You and I talked about this before I came on. It also could be you're working in the wrong office. Not every business is run the same. There's a reason some businesses are Fortune 500 and others barely make it. But as a team leader, as a dentist, you have to have communication 
You have to have commitment, confidence, honesty, decisiveness, intelligence. You need to know how to delegate. Uh, hopefully your, your office has it, and hope I'm not boring you, but it, your, your office has to have a mission, a vision. What's your office culture? These things need to be you know, brought up by the, the dentist or the team leader all the time. And, um, you know, and I think when it comes to dental assistants, you know, not all the time is that person's sort of goodness brought out. And one of the reasons I left an early practice partnership was we simply looked at team differently. And I got tired of hearing that there were a bunch of blank blanks. And I'm like, no, they're not. And I couldn't function without my team. And as just going forward, you know, one of the things that's important is, as from the doctor's perspective, did he hire the right team for his business? You need to have people with what I call 49% skill, 51% hospitality quotient. I want team members that make my patients feel special. That's what a patient remembers more than anything. And I teased with a patient, but put this on a video on one of the Facebook groups. She came from a general dentist and she always goes, you guys are my favorite. And I go, but I'm in a you know, surgical specialist. I had surgery on you. <laughs> It doesn't matter. You're my favorite. And when somebody says you're their favorite, you've nailed hospitality quotient to sort of move on a little bit. Something that I think is very important from the team leader. And again, leadership, business, it is not taught in medical school, dental school. Um, I had this discussion with my internist not too long ago. Uh, he's a fee-for-service physician. It's a concierge practice. Uh, we both agree it's business skill that we learned way after medical and dental school. It helped us. And there's things that you can do as a team leader. And I know this, I'm giving you a long answer, but I'm passionate about it. So mm -hmm. important to me. Um, Laura Hatch, I think, talks about developing your rock star team all the time. I told her that she can't use that. I've been using that word for a long time. But <laughs> great minds think alike. And, um, you know, it's doing incentives for your team. And those incentives can be as simple as thank you. That was a great job today. And as an example, we have a team text. We have rules. You can't text after 8.30 p.m. Uh, we try to limit it on the weekends. We had an insane week, but a great week, uh, a 10x week. We had a lot of emergencies. And I simply, very simple, said to everybody, you guys are the best. I love you all. Thank you very much for a great week. And I put in a little funny bit emoji with team and goes to everybody. And you can't believe the response you get back. It, so it's mm -hmm. as simple as that. It's financial bonuses. And again, a lot of dentists don't know how to do this. We go over a goal. Everybody gets a financial incentive. And let's face it, money talks. That just, that's reality. Uh, if we're above goal at our six-month time frame in the summer, I take everybody on a shopping spree. 
I used to do it as a surprise. I can't do it anymore because they know what it is. But <laughs> we go for lunch. I give, hang on one sec. I give everybody a, a certain amount of cash and we give them two and a half hours and it's go. And we go to, there's this place called Chicago Discount Mall near our office. It's a blast. You know, like I remember the polo store to you name it. And then two and a half hours later, we come back and uh, we take a look at what everybody got. And uh, it's just so much fun. Uh, we do, I do surprise lunches. A couple of weeks ago, we had a rough week. And I said, you know what? Nobody bring their lunch next Wednesday. Lunch is on me. Um, every other year, we go to our perio meeting. Um, we, I recognize team members. And mm-hmm. as an example, uh, twice a year, I take my team. We go away from the office for a two-day team-building business retreat. It's called the PBR for Pick Business Team Building Retreat. And when people do things, we recognize them. Sonia was with me going 25 years. She got a 25-year pin. The time before, Diana, my office manager, unexpected. She was doing a great job. She won an award for employee of the year. So it's doing things like that for me to say thank you for an awesome job. And so I know that was a very long answer, but I get (laughs) so excited and so passionate about my team, period. Well, that's what the dental assistants need to hear. So, you know, part of this whole purpose, you know, between the podcast and all these amazing dental assistants that are out there trying to share the motivation for self-growth, if you feel like you aren't getting the fuel from your practice, it's okay to find somebody who values team who wants you to grow, who, who is encouraging that you are going out of your way after hours to broaden your knowledge base. Yes. And absolutely. And, you know, it's like I said, it, it, it can be a very difficult call, but if you're not happy and you feel you're not in the right place, there's no reason you can't make a change. And, you know, and some of it saddens me and it boils down to the fact, again, that, you know, dentists are not trained in management. And I always tell the funny story. My practice management was four lectures, one hour each, the last quarter of dental school. And I had sort of finished early and, you know, I showed up. I have no idea what she said to this day. Um And it was taught by somebody who uh, literally had no business acumen. And, and, and that, you know, that was my management set. And um, so dentists aren't trained. And, and one of the things that dentists can do, you know, you work for a great dentist. Some of them need coaches, they need help. And, and again, this is not about promoting me, but when my pick group comes into an office, one of the first things we look at, we observe, Are they doing morning huddles? Mm -hmm. How do they treat the morning huddle? Do they have monthly meetings? Do they do retreats? What's your mission vision? And what's your brand? What do you do better than anybody else? And these are things that they go, what, what, what? You're not taught this in dental school. You're taught how to prepare teeth, how to take impressions. So there's so much involved and there are great dentists out there. You know, we live in an interesting world today 
there are things that I wish I had when, you know, I was in my 30s. I'm, I'm 64 today. And it's social media. And uh, it has helped in so many ways. Uh, these amazing Facebook groups, uh, Dental Nachos, Dental Win Win. Uh, it's just amazing what occurs today to help elevate the game. Yeah, we have the resources that we didn't have before. And and we have the ability to see transparency. You know, you always wondered what what's the secret sauce that, you know, that dental office down the street, they've had all of their team members for 25 years. What are they doing differently that's not happening here where we have constant turnover? Oh, wow. We'll be here till midnight again. And um, <laughs> when you have somebody, you know, I, I, I'm blown away that Sonia's been with me for 25 years. And one of my hygienists is going on 22 and goes on like that. And, I, you know, I, it's simply I love my team. And but I think I've also been very fortunate when. I was thrown on an international lecture circuit at 84. As I look back on it, one of the best things that happened to me was, you know, yeah, I got to travel the world for free and that's great. But in hindsight, it put me face to face with the leaders of dentistry at the time. Some of them I was like, oh my, but others I was like, oh, wow, you're doing something right. What are you doing right? And those people became my mentors. Thank God, a lot of them still with us today. And, you know, Steve Jobs always said, uh, imitate those that are successful, put your own spin on it and crank it. And I can't disagree with that. No reason to reinvent the wheel. And so I would see some of these guys, uh, Dave Garber, Ronnie Goldstein in Atlanta. Uh, Dave Garber, one of the best lecturers I've ever seen. And he taught me so much how to lecture. And the first time I went to their office, I was blown away on what they were doing. And uh, Pete Dawson, the occlusion master, was one of my early mentors. Pete's retired, but he's got Pete's in his late 80s. He's living in Florida. He's living the dream life. He taught me the preclinical interview. And, uh, and without these guys, I'm not sure I would have gotten it as early as I did. And then just as an aside, what you want to make your dentist uh, do better. Uh, the preclinical interview is uh, one of the best things I ever learned. And every new patient that I see, uh, probably the four best restorative practices I work with, interestingly enough, three do the same thing. We meet the patient in what's called a preclinical interview room. They're not met in the dental chair. They're not met with a bib on. They're not met with the smell of an operatory. They're met in an elegant small room. It's got awards on the wall. You know, and I walk in, hi, I'm Bob Pick. How are you? And tell me why you're here. And have you ever had any bad dental experiences? And what are you after? And, and I can do so much in that room. And it builds an amazing word that has to occur with the patient. But part of this phone call, part of this podcast also has to occur between doc and team. And it's called the word relationship. And when you have a relationship, everything is golden. And I have that relationship with my team members. And as another quick aside, 
something so important for both the doc and the team. As an example, when the pick group coaches, when we do the pick business retreats on the second one, we give everybody what's called a DISC test, D-I-S-C. I think it's the most amazing personality profile test. It tells you how people respond, how they act. And when you know the DISC, you know how to work with people. And as an example, Annie in my office is usually first on phones and second would be Claudia. They're so good at DISC, they can usually tell you the patient's personality profile before the patient even walks in the door. It's confirmed mm -hmm. by the assistant that takes them from the reception area through the office tour to the preclinical interview room. I know the DISC of all my team members. One of my assistants, Sonia, she's an amiable, expressive amiable, as we call it. And uh, she was sort of having a bad day. And rather than, you know, just get all over her, uh, which would send her into a tizzy, uh, I changed my voice tone. Are you doing okay? What's wrong? Um, she can still tell you, you know, 22 years ago, I had a temper tantrum. I was wearing a blue tie, a white shirt. It was 4.20 in the afternoon on a Thursday, and I made her mad. And I'm thinking, I don't remember what I said 10 minutes ago. And if you know your disc of your team in certain positions should have different profiles. Annie, who's first on phone, right. is super expressive, which if you listen to me talking, I'm that way right now. And Rhonda, I've never met you in person, and I would be willing to bet a lot of money that your personality is not very different from mine. My suspicion is you're expressive. My suspicion is you like to talk. Um, my suspicion is you also could be a driver. We're really pushed to the limit. It's like, all right, that's it, enough, my way or the highway. My suspicion is if I told you, you had to work as an accountant, sitting at a desk all day long, can't oh. talk, pushing a calculator <laughs> that you would have a tough time my yeah that's not my love language <laughs> am i right absolutely nail on the head <laughs> and i've never met her in person and i'm able to tell that and boy if you want to do a great assignment just look up disc tony robbins uses it and when i lecture to make people laugh because i want them to remember i don't talk politics but today I use Donald Trump as my example of a driver. It's my way or the highway. Look out. And, you know, if I got it and everybody has what's called primary secondary letter. And, you know, I got a Donald Trump in the preclinical room. You know, well, tell you what, let's get to business. Uh, let's shorten these questions up. And if I can maximize time for you, get it done. Let's go. All right, let's go. That's a driver. Inexpressive is how I'm talking right now. And it's people that, you know, like to talk and have a good time. Dolly Parton, you know, is a great expressive. Jim Carrey, the comedian. Uh, and they like to talk and tell me about your family and tell me about this. What are you doing for Easter? And then there's the S for amiable or steady relator. And you can tell my voice change. And the example that I use is the Pope. I don't talk religion, but I don't care what religion you are. I love this guy. 
he's nice, he's sweet. Those are amiables. They're like, okay, I don't know. That's a tough decision for me. And then there's the analytical, which is sits at the desk and pushes numbers. I use Mr. Spock as the classic example of an analytical. And, mm-hmm. and when you get that down, the doc can use that effectively with his team. The team members can use that effectively with a patient. And it keeps going from there. You know, as if Gosha said, a patient the other day, she came to me, she goes, she's already got a pen and a pad of paper out. She's a computer analyst. You're going to be in there for two hours. And so (laughs) these are things that are so important to know. Yes, it really is, because we are in the business of treating people, not teeth. And in the minute that dental assistants around the world understand that that's our that's our superpower and to hone in on it and to perfect our skills is a key element to career happiness it really is because the minute you know you're really good at something you are going to enjoy it twice as much yep 100 percent. yeah oh man well dr pick i you know i'd love to we're gonna have to do a segment a, a second segment because I, I guarantee a ton of our listeners are going to want more because <laughs> you, 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 you have the experience and the knowledge that, you know, a lot of our younger dental assistants really need to hear. And I appreciate your time so much. Thank you so much for being on the show. And, you know, I know that you're, you are in the social realm. So if a dental assistant wanted to see more of your work or, or, you know, your see you online, how would they do that? Um, I got great question. Two ways. Uh, First off, very, very honored and flattered uh, to be here. Um, Second, yes, I'd be more than flattered to do a second one. And it could even be a blast for you to uh, even interview my office manager, who, again, treats team as the word team with respect and honor. And Mm -hmm. the best way to to reach me, number one, is probably uh, email. And it's Dr. Pick, D-R-P-I-C-K, at thepickgroup.com. Dr. Pick at thepickgroup.com. If you go to uh, www.dmdtoday.com, which stands for Dennis Money Digest, put my name in. There's a lot of articles that'll come up. Some of them, unfortunately, come up by title. Uh, Dentistry Today, you'll find my stuff. Matter of fact, very flattered by October article on business retreats to become a fortune 500 company is on track to have the most viewed uh, hits if you will ever for that journal and if you go to uh, if you join the facebook groups uh, dental nachos dental win-win those are probably the two face groups that you're most likely to see me i'm usually there more than once a week uh, this, uh, Saturday I'm lecturing in Texas for the dental win-win premier summit. Uh, so uh, there's just so much. And, uh, those are just two great Facebook groups and probably the best way to uh, interact with me. I, I, I love what I do. Uh, again, as I talked about in the beginning, never thought I'd end up in management. I love it. It's based on ethics. Uh, all of you team members, assistants are, are amazing. I could not do what I do without you all. And I'm very flattered to be here today. Thank you so much, Dr. You're very welcome. I want to leave it with two of my own quotes. I tell everybody every day, 
Make every day your masterpiece. And two, dream big. Always shoot for another solar system. And if you land on Jupiter, that's okay. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of DA Rockstars. And thank you so much to Dr. Pick for sharing some of his wisdom with us. And and just knowing there's somebody on the other side trying to help dentists understand what it takes to be a leader and to lead a team appropriately so that we all find the motivation every day we walk into that office. It's it's pretty amazing. As always, guys, if you need to get a hold of DA Rockstars, we have the Facebook page, Julie Varney at Dental Assistance Rock on Instagram or the website. And as always, if you need to find your tribe, Dental Assistance Worldwide Group on Facebook is a safe place for dental assistants to share, connect, and grow. But until next week, keep on suctioning.